What's up, everybody? Welcome to the weekly show. Once again, no press this week. The press is actually back open, but uh, I asked Chisholm this morning what he wanted to do, and he was like, let's go do it at the station after the show. So he was either terribly hungover like I was on the 5th, or he was uh, he forgot it was Wednesday like I did later on this evening after I did my little Wednesday call-in. Because I totally forgot that. I was like, yeah, let's go up to the station and record it after the show until you, thank God, told me at the end of the call-in, yeah. like, hey, I'll see you in a little bit. And I'm just like, sure thing, buddy. <laughs> I'll be up there. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. Put my pants back on. Yeah. I uh, I knew it was Wednesday. I'm So if you follow me on the radio, which I don't know why you would, but if you do, uh, I've been doing a lot of work outside in my house. You getting sun-drained? Uh, no. So I, I was doing a project and I thought, well, if we don't record it, I could finish this today. Oh, uh, okay. As opposed to doing half and then having to do half of it again tomorrow. So that was my thought process. So you just chopping wood? Yeah, I'm just lumberjacking Mending it up. fences. Absolutely. Move, moving brush. <laughs> well, the brush part's true. Because you're not- wearing it. You're wearing it. You're wearing it. First of all, you're wearing a tank top after weeks of making fun of me. But- and and um, I mean, a flannel. Uh, yeah, I have up. a flannel on top of a tank so top. So you do look kind of lumberjackish. Thank you. Uh, not, but not just a tank top in public alone. That's that's psychotic behavior. Well, dude, like, have you heard vitamin D helps against the COVID nineteen? I know. I've just been drinking Germex. Uh, what? <laughs> Yuck. Anyway, people who apparently are drinking Germex, um, Troy Daniels, and the NBA, because everyone's like, "Oh my God, look at the terrible food the NBA players are forced to eat." But when you actually look at it, it's like yeah, it's salad, it's fruit. There's a whole lot of fruit. Uh, where's the protein? But uh, Chisholm, any thoughts on what these NBA players are being forced to eat with their rations? Can I just, I don't care. I know, I don't either. Like, I don't care. I saw that photo last night. I go, yeah, that's kind of what I eat for lunch every day. Yeah. Like I have a salad. I might have some crackers. That's what I eat for lunch every day. And so like, I understand that they're professional athletes and they need more uh, protein and calorie intake. Well, obviously, if you there's Troy Daniels took that photo. In that photo was the list of items that he received, which also included uh, fresh fish and a piece of chicken breast. So there was more food than was in that photo, and I don't care. I, I, again, yeah, the presentation the presentation looked kind of funny, but it's like precautions have to be taken. So what what do people expect? I don't know. I don't. Is it food? Is it gross? It, no, it's none of those things. It's just not five-star food that you expect NBA players to eat. These guys also eat Pringles just like the rest of us. Everyone knows that, right? Like, these are people. They don't eat caviar for every meal. I know. Um, I've seen a handful of Thunder players eating Skittles, eating, yeah. I mean, got like, normal human food in the locker room. It's like, uh, yeah. These guys eat normal food all the time. And, and they're also Darius still... Darius Baisley, like, lived off of Chick-fil-A for his first two months. Yeah, because, like, these people are 19, 20 years old. Right. Their metabolism really hasn't kicked into adult gear yet, so they can eat nothing but like Joel Embiid's diet, for instance. Joel Embiid's probably pissed off right now because he can't. I mean, what, what was it that he ate? Like N- Nutella? Yeah, Nutella was the and Shirley Temples. Oh, he had a, he had two Shirley Temples after every game his rookie oh, year. God, and not his fake rookie year or the fake fake rookie year, yeah. but his actual rookie year year. Yeah, three. The, the Return of the Jedi Correct. rookie year. Correct. So, um, well, I mean, considering that that's you know Troy Daniels of the Nuggets. Um, and they're staying in the the best of the resorts. I think of so. The three resorts because they're the third seed in the West. Right. I mean, now, right? what are the Blazers eating right now? What are the Wizards eating? The Sun. Maybe they got better food but worse rooms. I mean, that's the trade off. Maybe so. The Thunder are probably like sitting pretty right in the middle. Yeah. 
And it's like, uh, not too hot, not too cold, not too hard, not too soft. Yeah, that's another, the hotel thing I don't. It's I, just another example of class struggle. Is it? <laughs> I guess. Is it? Because these are all five-star hotels, right? They're all five-star? I, I know, but like five point what? Are we talking about 5.1, 5.4, 5.9? Is that a real thing? Can they go above five? Can you imagine LeBron James eating from Troy Daniels' like, plate, though? But it's Taco Tuesday. I'm sure they'll like, have tacos I, I, as an option. I've got to do this for my Instagrams. We haven't complained about LeBron James in some time, Chisholm. Yeah, it's because he hasn't. I mean, there's not a whole lot for it to complain about. I think he's handled uh, the Black Lives Matter movement about as flawlessly as an athlete could, and he hasn't been playing basketball for me to complain about him complaining. Yeah, so. do you think he's going to shave the gray in his beard off, or I is he going to dye it? It looks cool. I do too. I think gray in beards is actually like a big power move. I'm kind of here for it. I wonder if he had to like go up to the intern that posts all the pictures on the Lakers Instagram and gone like, "What the hell, man? What are we doing?" I will doing? say <laughs> that the one thing that's happened over the past few days is we've seen a lot more workout videos, obviously, and now. I'm constantly trying to figure out what gym they're in. Oh, yeah. Like in the background, I'm like, okay, where is this? Okay, so when did they actually decide to ship everybody's floor to Orlando? Or when did that store come out or when did they make that decision? No, 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 because I, rem- I remember that being like something people were just saying, like, this would be a cool idea. Like, oh, kinda, no, that was like a thing. Kind of Disney's idea. Okay, so when did it go from just bullshit, like this is a good idea to give manufacturers some type of home court advantage to... Uh, no, it's confirmed that this is actually going to happen because I thought it was just BS, just kind of fun stuff to talk about, a good idea. And then, like, what was it last week? I just saw pictures from the arenas with, like, the Heat's logo, the Heat's court, the Magic's court. I'm like, oh, they're actually doing this. Yeah. Uh, so, no, I first time I saw the story was that was the report that Disney had informed NBA teams that if they wanted to ship their courts that they could. You think the Thunder did? I don't think that. I don't think the Thunder did. I assume every team did. This is uh, an organization that you know. When everyone's done their city edition jerseys, um, some teams, not all, not every, not all thirty teams have done like special courts for their uh, city edition jerseys. And people, a lot of Thunder fans, kind of thought there was a missed opportunity last season when they had their Native American city edition jerseys sure. to have like a cool like court design that matched their jersey. And, you know, I asked some Thunder officials straight up, like, is this ever been a thought? And they were like, yeah, it was a thought, but then they just made the money gesture with their hands. So, I mean, this, I'm assuming this costs a lot of money logistically to send your pieces of your floor. To mail your floor across the country. And basically, since the Thunder are now, you know, much more over the luxury tax line because they had to go sign Lou Dort, it's (laughs) like money is precious right now. Uh, what are they like a million and a half over or something like that? oh no yeah. when oil's down there's a pandemic going on we're not gonna have fans in the arena next season i had someone ask me the other day if the thunder were gonna sell their team in the next couple of years because of the oil stuff and i was like bro let's hope not yeah um that's that that's too big for i also me. like when people think i have that kind of inf- information well you're on the radio you're important so therefore i know the ownership group <laughs> yeah you you're about to go have caviar with them. Well, people ask me questions about players. I get it. I don't know anything, but I get that they would ask me that. So Abdul Nader. <laughs> yeah, but like, well, I hate Where does he get his gas? Me and Abdul Nader, <laughs> we go way back. Um, but uh, the ownership question, I was like, oh, you think I talk to anybody in ownership? That's hilarious. Clay Bennett has said uh, two things to me before. Yeah? He said, hey, Brady. And I, I was getting out of my car um, for Thunder Media Day a few years ago. I think it was three years ago or two years ago, excuse me. And uh, I got out of my car and I happened to be parked right next to his car and he was getting out of his car. Did your license plate say Brady? No, he just said, hi, Brady. And I was like, hello, sir. And then it took me a few seconds to realize, 
I've never met him. How does he know who I, why does he know who I am? <laughs> like, Did you ever get a clarity? No. I, I was kind of afraid to ask. Maybe he has like one of those like bionic eyes and it like kind of like gives you a Oh, like a Terminator? Report. Yeah. Like uh, non-threatening. That's probably what it said on mine. So Probably. Um, so that was an interesting Well, congratulations. Movie. I don't think Clay Bennett could pick me out of a crowd. Well, I mean, you'd be easy to pick out of a crowd. You're tall. Unless it's a tall crowd. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, you know, the, the Thunder locker. I had someone today ask me if I was an Eagles player. Really? Did did was, your heart I, My like face flutter? mask has the Eagles logo on it. Okay. I purchased a nice face mask because I said I'm wearing this for the rest of my life. I don't, I don't mean that ironically because I think people in Oklahoma have this weird thing. Like if you're wearing the face mask, you're the freak. So they stay away from you, which is my dream which scenario. Which is great. Which yeah. is my dream scenario. So I think I'm wearing the face mask forever. Um. Anyway, outside of a gas station, a guy asked me, hey man, do you play for the Eagles? And I said, why are you saying Are you Riley Cooper? He goes, <laughs> that's not a good one. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, no. No, I don't, man, but thanks. Big you, fan. Well, I mean, you can, this Halloween, if we if Halloween isn't canceled, that is, uh, you can just get some of that fake red hair dye, dye your hair red, and be like, I'm Carson Wentz. Oh, oh, my knees. My knees hurt. Why are we, what are you doing? Insert Jalen Hurts. Have you worn that yet, by the way? Tell the listeners what's going on. With what? Jalen Hurts. He's he's a backup. No, he's a third straight quarterback at Philadelphia. He used to be at Oklahoma. I railed on Jalen Hurts as an NFL prospect for months and months and months and months and made fun of Sam because the Pittsburgh Steelers were rumored to be taking him. And then the Eagles took him in the second round, which is like five rounds too high. <laughs> which the Eagles are my favorite. This team. was what, 24 hours after the Eagles could have almost got CeeDee Lamb and then the Cowboys took him. 24 hours, bro. That was like 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The second round's the same day. I mean, like, yeah, like it was a, it was a roller coaster of emotions. Oh, yeah, bless your heart. So I uh, it, I thought, you know, Chisholm's a good friend. So, yeah, I he, like buying my friend's presents, so I went ahead and bought Chisholm a uh, Jalen Hurts Philadelphia which Eagles I probably, jersey. I, that might have been the worst present acceptance of all time. I, I was such a dick. <laughs> no, like you you, you took it just like I thought. Like I, I was, uh, my friend Jessica was over and yeah, uh, friend. Uh, <laughs> um, she was just like, how do you think he's going to take it? And I was like, I guarantee he's going to walk in and be like, motherfucker. And what you know it, I threw it at you and you looked at it, you're like, motherfucker, <laughs> really? And I also got my Tua Tungavailoa jersey, my Dolphins one, and you're like, I'll take that one. I was Let's like, I'll trade. trade you. I will trade you the two for the Tua one. I'm just I'm telling you, dude, Carson Wentz is damaged goods right now. Jalen Hurts might win you some games and then you'll be like, this this, this gift I've has decided. aged like wine. I'm absolutely wearing it for a couple of games this year. There's no doubt. Yeah. You told me that you also have a DeMarco Murray Eagles jersey. Signed. 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 DeMarco Murray Eagles jersey. And I've already decided that if I go to a press conference this year and I know DeMarco's going to be there, I'm going to wear it to the press conference. Just wear it on the Zoom call because there won't be any press conferences in the fall. Yeah, that's my, I'll, I'll put it in a frame behind me in the Zoom call to make it. So not only oh, do I thing, own it, it's also like like displayed in my house. Pull some pure Sam Presti, like I'm I'm extremely cultured, like vibes where, I mean, who do you put um, that poster in the background of his like Zoom call? I can't remember. Tribe like, Call Quest? No, it wasn't Tribe Called Quest. Like it, it got Jerry Ramsey's attention because Jerry did this, has the same poster, and so every time uh, he's on a Zoom call, it's in his background because he wants to be Sam Presti. But uh, I can't remember the name right now. But um, as we pivot back to basketball, away from the uh, the rowdiness, did we ever pivot to basketball? Well, we kind of did. Okay. Um, Shagels Alexander pick Converse. Oh, I just deal. I just wanted to know. Because we've never actually we've never really talked shoes before. Mm -hmm. Like, do you have a take on Converse as a basketball shoe? Because I do. 
I have no take. Uh, it is a shoe company that is paying an athlete money to wear their shoes in public. I, yeah, no take. You know who my favorite player of all time Dwayne is. Wade, Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. wore Converse is yes. his first title. I wore the F out of those shoes when I was 15, 16, 17 yeah. years old. I have knee problems still from them. So I pray that they've increased or improved their technology. Did you know they still made basketball shoes? I did not know that. I didn't think so. I mean, I know, like, because I always felt like, well, I don't really play basketball every day like I did when I was a kid. I wonder if I can just go online and find, like, some old Dwayne Wayne Converse's and just wear them to walk around in. And they're I tough just, to find. I've looked before. Yeah. And I could never find them. So I was like, oh, okay, I guess they're just out, you know. So, I mean, Puma's getting back into the game somehow. Like, they're trying to. Um, what other shoe companies? Are, I mean, besides, like, the big ones. I mean,. Makes sense. Under Armour, Nike, Adidas. Under Armour just does nothing for me. Um, I mean, it's cool, but I hope their technology is better because I fear for Shagel's health. They're sweet, though, man. I like them. They're sweet, fan. but man, look how fast some Thunder fans have just completely walked away from their old hero. Because I, I, I've seen like four or five people who I won't name on Twitter say like, oh, these, these are the best Thunder shoes of all time, or these are much better than Russell's shoes. And I'm like... Shea has been here for five minutes. Russell was here for 10 years, and you're already just like, nope, I'm all Shea Gillis Alexander now. What if Shea goes and just flames out in Orlando? Why would you say that? I'm just saying like... Golly, Mr. Negativity. I you get, think he's going to flame out in Orlando? No. I think there's like a 2% chance he flames out in Orlando. Who flames out on this team in Orlando? Who absolutely flames out? Who Legitimately... I think Dennis is the candidate to like oh, really regress. Yeah. Just because he's been playing he's been he playing was so ins- unbelievable for sixty games. And Dennis's whole career has been a roller coaster ride. And I don't mean year by year, I mean like week by week. He is the classic hot and cold player, which tons of space for him. He has just been hot this year. And now he took an off season basically right here in the middle of the year. I think there's a chance that he comes back and he's just yeah, because it was a bit more up and down. Because it wasn't just the scoring; it was just the attention to detail. He got defense. defensive votes from coaches to make yeah. the all defensive team. Yeah, because like the effort, like the thing with Dennis is he has he always plays with effort on defense. In previous years, there were times where I'm like, that's just fake hustle. There's just a lot of fake hustle. This season, I feel like everything has been efficient and meaningful, mm-hmm. and it's it's shown in the results. There are like. Maybe one or two examples that I can think of right now. And now, again, we haven't seen, we haven't watched basketball for like three months where I can remember, oh, Dennis just made the wrong move defensively. And one of them was that loss in Sacramento where he bit on the pump fake. And it's like, he's an aggressive defensive player. So even though that was a mistake, it's like, I mean, that's just the player that he is. Like, that makes sense. That's in his character. But um, yeah, I, I kind of forget Dennis is on this team. <laughs> well,. He's the only player on the Thunder roster who has played more than 900 minutes but has less than two starts. He's essentially a starter. I mean, Abdul Nader started five games this year. Nerlens Noel started like eight games this year. Where did you pull this from? Basketball reference. Why? Uh, I made a trivia yesterday for Madison. Oh, man. Who got this one right? Did anyone get that right? Nobody. That was actually like the uh, tiebreaker. If they had tied at the end, that was going to be my like bonus question. I just asked Madison just for the... The kicks and giggles of it. She went with Abdul Nader, which was not correct. Yeah. He started five games this year. I don't remember any of them. Yeah, Darius. I mean, they've happened in the last the last month and a half of the season. Oh, was it when Darius was hurt? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh goodness. I'm, I'm 
frankly, I'm glad you, you don't ask me questions like that because I like to think of myself as like a trivia nerd, especially when it comes to sports, but I've done trivia with you once. And it was when I co-hosted with you right before the season got put on hiatus. And I think the thing was like, name like OU bowl games besides the national championship oh, in the yeah, last yeah. 20 years or like that they've ever gone to. Oh yeah. You and I was like, listener. and I was like, oh God, I know this. I know this, but like the clock's ticking. I'm like fucking up right now. Yeah. And yeah, I it's lost. harder when you're on live radio and under a timer and all that stuff. Because I don't want to go, uh... <laughs> I famously was playing a game once with Todd on the air, and all I'd do was name a player who had a triple-double in their career. Oh, I uh, remember that. That was still active. I remember that. Yeah, and I got in there, and I think... I'm trying to remember. I think I did, like, like Lance Stevenson. Like, my first, like, three or four answers were, like, the clever guys that most people wouldn't assume, mm-hmm. and then I couldn't think of anybody. Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz, who was the youngest triple-double in NBA history. Um, Russell's just like, how can I, uh, can I break that? Yeah. Is there any way? Yeah. I famously lost that game and like ludicrous. Like I didn't remember James Harden or Giannis. Like I just really bombed. So I get it. Oh God. No, I, uh, I suck and I, I just mask it by pretending all the time, but so as the teams are there, are you more confident this is going to happen? I actually, there's teams know, in the city. I was actually thinking that this morning it was like, it makes a lot of sense that we've questioned the validity of this, the practicality of this, and the weeks leading up to it, because all we had to go by was what's said on paper with the understanding of like, okay, you're going to throw like thousands of humans into the situation. This is going to fuck up, right? There are going to be problems. Like people will test positive, but I'm fairly confident with Adam Silver saying things like, as long as it's not a systematic, like, it's just to a point where it's spreading and we can do nothing to stop it. Like there is our bubble has been punctured unless that happens. We're just going to keep going. So I'm fairly certain that we will have a champion. I think the only question that's going to really um, still kind of linger around is will that champion be from a, like from a team that we would all expect to win a title or is it going to be like the I don't know, like the Pacers win a title because LeBron and Giannis test positive like in the second round or later. So if I gave you the Lakers, the Bucks, or the Clippers, or the field? I mean, you could throw the Celtics, maybe the Sixers in no, there. No, 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 they're in the field. Would you rather pick the field or the Lakers, Bucks, Clippers? If there are no significant COVID positives? No, 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 no. you're taking all that into consideration. Okay. Well, I mean, that's... I think I would take the field. That's such a shot in the dark. I, I'd take the I think field take just the field. because, like... I mean, it doesn't even have to be LeBron or Anthony Davis for the Lakers. I mean, if they lose a significant piece off their bench or even in their starting lineups, like that affects the game. Yeah. It affects their team. So my thought process is I don't think the Lakers are very deep. And so I think if the Rona gets a handful of them, they're in. Not if they're playing the Thunder. Yeah, they're they're in trouble. Uh, the Clippers, I think, are very deep, but I think they are uh, very, very reliant on Kawhi. And I think he's kind of the 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 stir that stirs the the straw that stirs the drink. And Milwaukee is reliant is putting it lightly. If, if oh, yeah. Giannis is gone for two weeks, their season is they go from the it, best team in the league to I will guarantee you this right now. If Giannis no tests positive like in game six or seven of the seeding games, they are losing in the first round. Yeah, I mean they just they just don't have enough talent. Um so all that being said, none of that could happen. I think the variance is going to be so wide. I've con- I have convinced myself that we're going to have an NBA champion that we're going to go, and I can't believe the Denver Nuggets are taking home the Larry O'Brien. 
I think I think it's going to be something like it's just going to be whoever can stay the healthiest. If Jokic or, can get here from Serbia, whoever can have the COVID positive test but take it in stride. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess let's take this to the Thunder's perspective. I mean, do you consider them a deep team? No, I don't. I don't. I don't either. I mean, just from a from an experience standpoint, I know the Thunder fans love like Hami and Burton and. Lou Dort and all these guys, I get, I get it. Those are not. That's not depth. Again, go look at Milwaukee's team. That's that's pretty deep, not superstar deep, but deep. Uh, you know, go look at Boston's team. That, that's deep. I I don't think the Thunder roster is very deep. I think they got about seven guys who I really like, nine who I think could play. That's about it. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, a lot of this is just going like we're going to find out fairly quickly once we get into these scrimmages and then the first few games, especially with the Thunder, because, you know, they're so heavily reliant on players that this is their first foray into basketball. Now we've got to throw in this this entire Are they that young. I keep hearing that. I just don't feel like they're that. Well, young. like so Shea is not young in terms of like he's played a lot of NBA minutes, even though this is the second year of his career. But yeah. his first year, he was a completely and utterly complimentary piece he was a cherry on top to sure. the Clippers. Shea, I would agree. Yes, young. So everything that he's seeing right now, I think, is kind of an extended rookie year because it's like the burden is on you to do the brunt of the scoring. You lead the thunder in scoring. Does he have to do it every night? No. Does he have to do everything every night? No. But once we slow everything down and teams key on you, the stars need to take like rise to the occasion, and Shea's going to be looked at that for the first time in his career once we get to Orlando. So... Yeah. So that's new for him. Darius Baisley, of course, is just a straight-up rookie who didn't play college ball at all. Um, no, I don't we, think he's going to be in the rotation. Uh, you th- you I, don't I think, think he's going to be in the rotation? I think he's going to be the Dom- really? Damana Sabonis stuff. Yeah, man. They didn't play, Do- they didn't play Damo. Did we it. talk about this already? I don't think so. Uh, maybe a little bit. But Did no. you Do you remember the defensive numbers without Darius for that last month of the season? Yeah, I, again, I, I get I get the metrics. I just know the Thunder tend to get into the playoffs and not rely on young guys. Well, that makes sense when you have a team with Russell and Paul, where you're, it's heavily reliant on. Are two they trying ex- to less win? Are they trying to win less games now? No, I just is Chris Paul like, I be feel like, like, hey, you know how this guy is hurting us, but you need him to get better five years from now when I'm gone. Well, I just don't, I don't think. I don't think Darius hurts the Thunder to the extent that Demonis Sabonis did because they were asking Demonis to do stuff that he just wasn't good at because they had no place for yeah. him in that in that makeup. I think you're Darius, a little bit higher on Darius this year than I am. I just think highly of him as a defensive reserve. I think that's the best that he can give you on a consistent basis is just being an adequate defensive backup um, coming off the bench for Danilo Gallinari because Gallinari is going to be picked on defensively. Like yeah. We know that that's going to happen, but Gallo can score enough on the offensive end that he can make up for it and balance that out. It's not a not really a net loss or anything. And then he goes to the bench. Darius comes out. Yeah, like if he is able to get to the basket and score or hit some corner threes, that's, that's cool. That, that helps, obviously. But you can expect him to not get thrashed defensively. And in fact, him with a high basketball IQ, he actually helps. And it showed because, like, then my question to you would then be, if you don't think Darius is going to be in the rotation, do you think that that's just going to be more Abdul Nader, more Hamidou no, Diallo? No, 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 no. Uh, I mean, rotation. Or, or are you thinking Andre Robertson's going to play and they're going to have, like, a Lou Dort, Andre Robertson lineup? No, I, I, I think that we're it's the playoffs, so rotations get a lot smaller because guys start playing a lot more minutes. So, yeah, Darius Baisley is great against backup power fours during the regular season, sure. Is he going to be that same way whenever he's playing... I was gonna say Anthony Davis, but that's not even totally fair. Is that is he gonna be the same as playing Montrezl Harrell? 
Probably not. So that doesn't make a lot of sense. And I think we're going to see, I mean, Steven Adams, Danilo Gallinari, they're going to be playing those 40, 42 minutes a game like most playoff teams do. They're going to be playing the upper echelon. So now you're talking about six minutes. So for six minutes, do you trust Nerlens Noel and Mike Muscala or Nerlens Noel, Darius Baisley? I think they're probably going to go with Mike Muscala. Oh, man. And I think, they're, like I said, I think they're going to play an eight-man rotation, nine-man rotation at the absolute most. Because that's what playoff teams do. That's not saying it's Thunder-specific. No, 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 no. You're, you're right. My thing is just, I mean, the other options just don't give you either a higher ceiling, like a higher risk-reward factor. Like Mike Muscala is not a high risk-reward compared to Darius Baisley. Yeah, but the risk-reward in six minutes isn't doesn't matter. It's all about the floor when you're talking about rotation. Yeah. Guys who are playing... Can you come in and not have two turnovers? Darius Baisley can come in and have two turnovers because he, he's a young rookie. You know what I mean? Mike Muscala is going to come in and run four pick and pops, shoot two of them, and then trot off the floor. He's going to be done. Like I, I'm not. I think that's what it's going to come from. And now I will say this: just like Demonis Sabonis, he played the first playoff game. Yeah, I think they will play Darius Baisley, but I just think the, the leash out. will be very short. Okay, and th- that's. That's completely on the table too, just because he's he's a fucking rookie. Yeah, so. and, and Chris is going to be out there going, "Hey, hey, I know that we were doing this whole growing and mentoring thing, but now this is the playoffs and we're trying to win fucking games." Yeah. So I, I think when that hits, like he's going to be like, "Okay, all of your we're trying to make this team better in five years." Thing that's horseshit. Now, now we are trying to win games. I think that also As, will happen, especially now. Now, like with this, like we've kind of already talked about this, Chisholm, but now that we're actually every team's in Orlando now, except for like. 75% of the nets. Um, well, how, how, ways, it's like half the Thunder in, is on the way to Orlando right now and the other half leaves tomorrow or something like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Um, like, how how special, how difficult, I mean, however you want to describe it, I mean, what what exactly is this? does this mean historically for the NBA? And, it, and like, that's a big, broad question. I get that. And it's... We're not, they came back or... That just the difficulty of this entire situation. I mean, how are we going to? Because the NBA, probably more so than any sport, all we do is debate the ghosts of the game compared to the like the current players. Sure. We don't really see that with the NFL. We don't really even see that with college football. And that's that's a sport sport that's steeped in tradition. But football or football compared to basketball, football is just an entirely different type of team sport. With basketball, all we do, LeBron, Michael Jordan, who's better? Michael because of this, LeBron because of that. I just don't know like how this, how the whole Orlando thing and whoever wins it, whoever loses it, how that affects legacies. Because let's say like everything falls the Thunder's way and the Thunder win a championship. This would mean that Chris Paul gets out of the conference championship game because he's only been there once. He's only been out of the first round what twice in his career? Yeah, uh, three times I think. Two or three times. Um, Basically, oh, hit the game winner against San Antonio. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Clippers. I forget. Uh, yeah, the Rockets, you know, the last year they were out of the first round. I just forget. Chris mm-hmm. Paul barely played that year. Um, Chris Paul wins a title this year. Obviously, that's good for his legacy. He finally has a ring. Is anyone really going to count it? Yeah, Chris Paul people will count it. Uh, I would count it. Um, yeah, I think this is just going to be a bullet point in the NBA. In reality, we make these situations so different, but we actually need to realize that every situation is the exact same. It's that if it's the outcome you wanted, you will use it as a beneficiary and you'll use it as an example of look at all the adversity. Uh, you know, if Chris Paul, let's just, again, let's say the Thunder win a title, I assume they're going to get there and they're going to have a couple. The Thunder won the title and Steven Adams didn't get to play in the finals. The Thunder won a title, but Shea Gilson Alexander missed the Western Conference finals, but they made it anyway. 
like you know, Chris Paul defenders, Thunder defenders will use that as an example of look at the adversity they went yeah. through to get there because there will be adversity for whoever wins. And if you're someone who's on the outside looking in and you're the Milwaukee Bucks, you'll simply say this season doesn't count. You know, Chris Middleton didn't play the first two rounds, and so you know if he would have been there, we would have won, and you'll use it to discredit it because it's what we do in normal years. This is no different. Nor in normal years we go well. Clay Thompson tore his ACL. Kevin Durant tore his Achilles. So the Toronto title counts, but it kind of, it like 85% counts. We do that in normal seasons. Yeah. So it's going to happen this year, too. It's no different than any other year. It's no different, but the unfortunate thing is, is like fans, for whatever reason, th- feel like when a season ends, okay, everything that happened before is out the window now. It's either motivation for the next season or, I mean, whatever. But players don't just stop and think everything that happened before has nothing to do with what I'm going to do now moving forward, either on the floor or decisions off the floor. So let's say that Giannis test positive, misses two weeks or, you know, 10 days, however many days he has to miss, the Bucks get eliminated. You Fans would like to think that, oh, okay, that's adversity. That's just, no, that wasn't in the script. That wasn't supposed to happen. So he's not going to hold that against Milwaukee. Not that he would, but that would just increase the likelihood that Giannis might think, I can't win a title here. I need to go elsewhere. Yeah. And so I, like my th- point is though, is that in that situation, people would go, Milwaukee fans would say, we would have won the title if, mm-hmm. and let's just in whatever the Raptors win their second title in a row. Raptors fans say, nah, you really wouldn't have beat us. And they'll go back and forth for two decades. And no one will know who's right. Cause we'll never actually have the real answer. And they'll argue about it. That's just how sports work. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be if, ands or buts always, and I think these if ands or buts are just more obvious because we know they're coming. And yeah, that's... in previous years we're looking backwards and saying, "Well, if this would have happened, but that happened," and trying to rectify the situation in our mindset. Right now, we just know what's going to happen. Is it's... big players are going to test positive and they're not going to be able to play, so therefore their teams are going to lose. So we know they're coming. Yeah, but they still exist all the same. It's like watching the 2016 finals in real time or Western Conference finals in real time and knowing Kevin Durant's leaving the Thunder. Right. Like you if don't, you watch that that's entire, all you know. Like right. you, you don't know like if he wins a title and then leaves, or if that's why he left because they didn't win. You know, it's just that's actually an interesting point. We just know that there's going to be an argument to be had already. Yeah, because there's going to be a team that gets screwed in this, and that's just a part of it. And every year, a team gets screwed by injury. Every and that's, single. And that's year. annoying. And I don't watch First Take or any like any of those debate shows on you know, in the morning, but. I'm aware of them because I'm on Twitter, like normal, like normal sports people. Get little sixty second clips. Yeah, and I'm already, I already hate that that's going to be a thing. Yeah, it's I, do. Um, I just wish we could, I could fast forward twenty years from now and just read like, a, you know, just some book about the history of the game and how Orlando and this entire situation a unfolded, b how it affected long term with the NBA. Yeah, how it's, hilarious it's happening in Orlando. This is going to be a big hot spot of basketball history. Orlando. And the Magic will be like one of the first people gone. Why isn't this like in Indiana? Like where it all started. Why isn't this in like Butte, Montana? That's probably the facility thing. Build it! We saw people complaining about the salads. So Build them! You build it, they will come. Exactly. One more thing before we get out of here, Chisholm, because we talked about this on the radio. And actually, it wasn't really you and me. It was Sam Mays and I, um, because he actually had a lot of the questions. But I just want to get your thoughts. Brooklyn... Apparently, rumors, rumors, rumors in innuendo are wanting Greg Popovich. Yeah, Godfather offer. They're going to give him the give him the farm to come coach Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. I, I'm sure I they'll offer it. Yeah, I don't know if there are any farms in Brooklyn, but 
I I don't want this for so many reasons. I don't want this for many reasons at all. And one of them, like, we don't even have to get into all of them, but one of them, it's like, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving are not going to listen to Greg Popovich just because he's Greg Popovich. They might respect him initially early on, but when shit doesn't go their way... I mean, they all said Kenny Atkinson was the reason they signed in Brooklyn. Oh, God, I knew that was bullshit when... Yeah, and so here's what I told Sam my thoughts on this, is that Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, or Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, like, whoever is the coach, they're going to play the same, they're going to be just about as good as they were, are they going to be more motivated in certain times and less motivated in others? Sure. But in the grand scheme of things... I don't think a coach moves the needle on superstars' output. They're not winning and losing games, but just their box-counting stats. I don't think coaches really change the box-counting stats for superstars. Yeah. I think Greg Popovich would make the, the roster around them better, yeah. make them perform better. I think the Brooklyn Nets would be a better team. Uh, but the only thing that would be a factor is that they just know they couldn't fire him. Like, you know, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, on some level, whether it was by silence or by vocal decision... Got Kenny Atkinson fired. They can't do that with Pop. So that would be the only difference, is that they would have to walk into that relationship knowing that he is unfireable halfway through the year. That's the only difference. And I and I like I said, it's a zero, whatever is less than zero. It's not gonna happen. Greg oh, Pop yeah. is gonna be at the Spurs. Oh yeah. Like Pop doesn't want to do I would assume he doesn't want to do this. Um I mean it's interesting that you said that because I kind of agree. Like a coach, like even a coach like Popovich. If you just give him two superstars in the primes of their career, we're talking like top ten, top fifty, not Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah, not. It, but if you just give him two stars DeMar in the primes of their career, even with Pop's system, Pop is there to make everyone else around them. They would better. win more games. They would win more games. They'd be more consistent around the edges. But that's the point of it, right? Um, Pop's not going there to make Kevin score forty a game. I know, and he's not going there to get Kyrie twelve assists a game. That's Kevin not- and Kyrie are just too damn good. Like you can't put, you can't fit that into a system. Like they're good just because they're, they're able to do things that ninety eight percent of the league can't do. Right. So I don't know why this is a thing. I kind of have an understanding why or an idea why. I I don't know. Like Kevin and Kyrie, like they went to Brooklyn for reasons, and I I really really don't think some of those reasons weren't everything to do with winning championships. If they wanted to win championships, Kevin would have just stayed in Golden State. No, no, yeah, you're right. Now, they may think that, oh, we can, Kyrie and Kyrie and I can just win it on our own, and they'll find out that, no, you can't. Right. It's not that easy. If well, it was that easy... The, DeAndre Jordan, don't forget. Yeah, if, they, if it was that easy, the Thunder would have had two titles just off of sheer talent alone. Like, that clearly doesn't isn't the only thing that wins you championships in the NBA, but sure. I, I don't know. It's It's silly. Kevin silly, Kyrie silly. They made their bed and they can lie in it. Yeah. Greg Popovich is going to be at the Spurs. That's where we'll end it. Everybody, thank you for listening to the weekly show. Uh, thank you for listening to the OKC82 podcast. Uh, basketball's coming up in three weeks. Scrimmages will be on before then. So uh, more content from us moving forward. But uh, everybody, thank you again. We'll talk to you later.